0: Hi, everyone. This is Tim. I want to thank you for the download and tell you about Direct sellers. your wine to your door with your friends. Discover a new wine each and every month. Life is complicated. Your wine shouldn't be. Let's make it easy. Join the Direct Sellers Wine Club. Get monthly deliveries direct to your door. Discover new selections each month. You can also build a business. Direct Sellers' revolutionary approach puts the focus 100% on you. We're focused on exploration, discovery, and education. Each month, our expert selects great premium wines from wineries around the globe. Each selection is accompanied by a tasting note detailing who, how, where each wine was crafted. Your satisfaction is guaranteed with each shipment we help refine your palate and identify regions and varieties that you love and when you do find that perfect wine we are the only club that provides its members an opportunity to stock up at club cost our goal is to help you fill your own cellar with wine that you love wine that you're confident about and that you're proud of and most importantly ...that you're excited to share with your friends. We are confident in our selections. After all, our success depends upon our members' continued happiness. However, should any of our selections arrive damaged... ...or simply not meet your fancy for any reason at all... ...simply let us know and we'll send you a replacement bottle. So if you want to find out more about direct sellers... ...go to our Radio MVP Facebook page and click Shop Now. There's a link there on the page, so take a moment and check out direct sellers for you can get your wine to your door and with your friend direct sellers wine club all right hey let's get to it episode 6 coming your way right now And welcome to Radio MVP episode number six. Hi, everyone. I'm Tim Continez, along with Anthony Kepley, as we bring you today's edition of Radio MVP Sports Broadcast. As we uh, get started, Anthony, how you doing, my friend?
1: Not too bad. It's good after a little hiatus there, a lot of traveling lately, and uh, finally starting to calm back down here.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a hectic last few weeks for both of us. And uh, obviously, we wanted to try to get this uh, podcast in before the start of the NBA Finals, which is uh, going on, uh, starts tonight as the Cavaliers and the Warriors are meeting for historic third time in a row, first time in NBA history that two teams have met in the finals three consecutive years. And we'll have an opportunity to get into that a little bit. Also talk about the... Pittsburgh Penguins and suit of a Stanley cup as they're now up two nothing in their series with Nashville. And there's a lot of high school football talk going on. And I have a small announcement to make on that myself. As, uh, I win the booth again this year. I can't exactly give all the information, but I can confirm I'll be back in the booth this season, uh, covering high school sports again. So it's going to be a lot of fun on that level as we, uh, move forward. It's June
1: 1st already.
0: It's it's amazing how fast this is going to go. I tell you, I know I seen some reports, you know, in the last few days that the NFL is like a hundred days away. I think (laughs) the college football is less than a hundred days away. Of course, we're talking about high school football the same way. You know, I haven't even opened up my swimming pool (laughs) and we're talking fall and football already. And that's okay. I don't mind. I really don't. But, you know, we're only two months into the the Major League Baseball season, Anthony. I mean, this all comes flying through this time of the year.
1: And, yeah, you wouldn't think it's uh, only two months into into the Major League Baseball season. It seems like it's gone on forever already. Uh, Just a roller coaster ride so far with the Indians, uh, the Pirates, with some awful injury news and suspension news and, I think they're starting to hit the skids a little bit, and the Indians just, you know, treading water sometimes, and then they get hot, and then, you know, it seems the four-game mark is their high-water high water mark. mark, and then yeah. it, yeah, and then it's, you, you know, they, it, it's two steps forward, one step back, but uh, uh, 28 and 24 uh, after 52, around where they were last year, um, and they're starting. It may not seem watching it live. I know to me it doesn't seem like they're improving, uh, but if you look at the numbers, they are slowly climbing in each category. And I think yeah. the return and I think the return of Clip for today big boost to a struggling starting rotation that has already sent Anees Salazar to the bullpen, which I have said no, with- for years now that's where really he belongs. But I'll digress because it's been a frustrating, a couple of weeks watching them and going up there.
0: It's been a, uh, a kind of a slow start to the season. I mean, you expect the uh, after la- the how they finished last season in October and November in the World Series and the way that team reacted. But you know, we talked about every year a team needs to find its own identity and who they are. I think slowly be- they're coming back now that Kipnis. Has like thirty games under his belt now, starting at second base, and you're seeing. I think Encarnacion finally kind of get comfortable wearing a Cleveland Indian uniform and and batting cleanup. And I think the bats are starting to come alive. They haven't still put that five, six, seven hits in an inning together. They've definitely lived off the home run early in the season. However, uh, I think we're starting to see more contact out of this offense and I think that's going to be huge. Now, pitching-wise, as you mentioned, Kluber coming back is huge. They missed him for the last three weeks, and he had a a six innings, No, I think two hits, no runs. It was just really great to see him back doing what he can do. And, you know, it's going to take to see exactly how, you know, Salazar adjusts to the bullpen. And, you know, it's supposed to be a short-term thing to get his confidence back, get him – in the right frame of mind, uh, because quite honest with you, he's an all star pitcher when he pitches his best. He's proved that last year, and they need that type of starter in the lineup. Uh, you know, they have guys who can fill in, and they're going to use them, and they've done terrific. And you got to be happy about that because there's just some depth on the team. Your starters are your starters for a reason, and Salazar needs to be in that rotation long term, hopefully, and by the end of. June, if not by the All-Star break at the very least.
1: Uh, Actually, coming into today, uh, in the last last six starts, I believe I read, uh, non-Danny Salazar outings, the Indians have a sub-3-5 ERA. So things are starting to get better. Uh, Carrasco looked dominant on Memorial Day against the A's. Granted, it's Oakland, but he looked dominant. Uh, Tom looked really good, and he's starting to get going uh, like the Tomlin we saw last October, Bauer coming off a career-high 14 Ks, his last two or three starts, he's starting to put it together, and Clevenger, it, a lot of people will say that Salazar lost his job, but I what. Clevenger won a spot in this rotation right now on June 1st, the way he's pitching. I went to the game last Friday against the Royals, and the box score may not show it uh, with a loss, but he he looked good, and that's a tough Royals line with Hosmer, Mustakis, and Kane. Um, I think
0: that's what we're talking about when I meant depth. They have they have uh-huh. a, a young guy in Clevenger who's who stepped in when they needed him uh, through the injury to Kluber, and now to the demotion in a sense of Salazar. Uh, you know, they have that guy who can come in and has really. I believe found his own confidence that maybe last season waned a little bit at times, you know, being up and down as much as he was last season and had the opportunity to make the postseason uh, team a lot of confidence coming in this year. And he wanted to, you know, make the club out of, out of spring training, which was wonderful. It didn't happen. Uh, did, went back to Columbus, did his job and got the opportunity and succeeded. Uh, I think long-term though, If you really look at where the Indians are, there's no doubt in my mind, Salazar has to be part of the rotation for the long-term health of this team. I like Clevenger. I think Clevenger has a great future in front of him, and he may just stay right in the rotation. I'm not saying that's not possible, but I think the truth of the matter is is they're going to give Salazar the opportunity to get back into that rotation and be that starter who made the All-Star last season. And I think they need that all-star uh, player, you know, to go along with, you know, Carrasco who's turned the corner and also, you know, with Kluber. And then if you can get Salazar back to being who he is, I think we'll see a a starting rotation that really starts settling in here the last, uh, uh, well, dog days of summer, you know, as we get into it in June, July, and August. And really uh, maybe in the possibility of uh, putting that, Long-term stretch where they can win nine out of ten, or you know, twelve out of fifteen games, where they start putting some distance uh, in this division. And like you mentioned earlier, you know, they're they're fine right now. They're just you know they're hovering around back or up a half a game in the division. I think it's fine, you know. But bottom line is, this team can succeed to another level, and it hasn't showed it yet. But we're seeing signs that it will happen soon.
1: Yeah, I, uh, you know, you're 28 and 24. You're a half game up on Minnesota, and you're starting to see the June swoon or summer swoon starting to hit the Twins. Uh, against Houston, this series outscored 40 to 16. Uh, had leads of eight to two and six to two, and you lost both games, 16 to eight and 17 to six. That's alarming. So yeah. you would think the Twins are going to fall back. The Royals. You know, they're not very good this year. White Sox are in rebuild mode, and the Tigers are, you know, the Tigers just look like a on paper good team, but on the field they're probably a 500 team. Uh, The Indians, you know, and I'll be the first one to admit, I've been a big critic of Encarnacion thus far, uh, wanting NAP back, missing NAP, but, Encarnacion's on a nine or 10 game history, and the number, the games may not show up, but his at bat are starting to get a lot better. His, right. I
0: mean, his I, was, let's face it, Napoli will always be a fan favorite because of how he handled himself last year, how the team rallied around him, how he became a leader. I'm not going to disagree with any of that thought process. Every year is a different team and different players. If the fans had their choice, you know, Nap would have been on this team. It's just a numbers game. I mean, if you, yeah. you go out and get an incarnation who can play first base and who can drive in 110 RBIs and bat normally 260 to 270, you have to make the upgrade. And it, it's not nothing personal. It's just the way sports is, and that's exactly what the Indians chose to do. And you know, Naps struggling in Texas, he's starting to get a little bit better, but he struggled too so far. So it is, I guess, kind of. You know, half dozen one way, half dozen the other way, if you want to make that argument. But now let's look at uh, the most important thing that's going on right now as we let off about the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're in the finals for the third. Uh, Since the return of LeBron James, this is without a doubt. I tell everybody, take a deep breath. Enjoy this. If you're a, a sports fan in Northeast Ohio, finals don't come every year. I don't care who you are. uh, Ask Chicago. Since Michael Jordan left, you know, ask you know the Los Angeles Lakers. Exactly. There's been a few of them. So you know, my point is, you got to take advantage of this opportunity and enjoy it. Root in and out for your team, and you know, and cheer them on and. And live and die with every basket, because this is what it's all about as a sports fan, having your team have an opportunity to win a championship. And I'm I'm excited. I love this team. I think it's the most talented team the Cavaliers have had, uh, really, ever. And it may not be as uniform, or I should say, Synchronized as what you see normally see with centers and forwards and, and point guards and, and off guards that type of thing one through five. This team was built the Warriors and be able to shoot the lights out and match them bucket for bucket. And in the bottom line, I know Steph is good. I know Draymond's good. I know you know and, uh, the whole the whole team over there is fantastic. And I want to take nothing away from them, but there's a big difference between being an All Star. And being LeBron James, and that's my 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 take on this. You're talking about the best player of his generation, and maybe a top three player of all time in the NBA. You can make, you know, make that account that he might be the best player ever in the NBA. But every uh, era is different, and you can choose how you want to do it. But I definitely put him in the top three, and I don't think you can take that away from him. Or from any other two that you may choose in your top three all time in the NBA?
1: Yeah, I think this is without a doubt uh, what every NBA fan, other than San Antonio fans or Boston fans, wanted to see and expect to see. Um, You know, this is something that we don't see in professional sports really. We don't see the same two teams matching up year after year in the Super Bowl or the World Series or the NBA Finals or the Stanley Cup Finals. You may get a team uh, who goes on a two or three year run. But, um, I just, it's special. It is. I don't it's have any, I, mean, I, don't... I don't need dog in the fight. Uh, I don't watch the NBA much. Probably for my sanity sake and my heart's sake. I'm glad I don't have a dog in the fight because coming off last November's run to the World Series, I need some time to cool down a little bit. um, but I, I don't know if Tristan Thompson is getting enough love as he should. He's looked like a grown man, and he's earned every penny and maybe more of that big extension he got in the offseason. Uh, and he's single why the Celtics were outclassed at home in every, every game. They didn't compete at home in any game they played against the Cavs. And that's a big reason why. Yeah.
0: Quite honest with you, the Cavs won every quarter but two in mm-hmm. that entire series. And that two, you give them credit. I mean, they made their shots. The Cavaliers had Ron James' worst game in a Cavaliers uniform in the playoffs. And, you know, things happen. You got to give – I mean, I, wanna, I don't want to take away credit from the Celtics for winning that game, but it was just a blip on, on the radar. It really yeah, was. It You're talking about talent here and, you know – The old saying, you know, the cream flows to the top, and it always does in sports. And once in a while, you'll have a surprise team uh, make a run and get to the finals and win it in any sport, and it has happened. But usually the the best teams get there or the best three or four teams will get there. And in this case, we've seen the best from the East and the best from the West. I really like this matchup. I think uh, adding Kovar this year was huge for the Cavaliers. I think he's going to be a huge... You know, thing. I think Darren Williams coming off the bench could play a big role into this series. And there's so many. I think. I think the Cavaliers actually have more depth on this team than they've had in the they previous do. two seasons. And I think that's going to be huge coming forward in this series. I'm really. I'm. I'm excited about it. Look, I think there's going to be a game. The Warriors shoot the lights out, and you're going to trail. 10, 15, 20 or more points, it's going to happen. And it's not going to be the end of the world because it's only one game. And you still, in the end, have LeBron James on your team. I know that comes back to cliches a lot, but really, you look at what he does. You know, a guy who's going to probably average 28 points, eight rebounds and eight assists every game. Are you kidding? It's Superman status. That just doesn't happen every day.
1: Right Ron's playing at a level at age, what is he, thirty-five? Yeah, about we haven't 32 seen him play it before. In his thirties. And he's playing at a level that we haven't seen before. I mean, no. he is absolutely single handedly taking over NBA playoff games against the best of the best and beating them like ragdolls. It's men against boys right now. Um, and I think that was on clear display in games one and two against Boston where LeBron was just no match for anybody the Celtics put on them. I think for Cavs fans, uh, my message to you is expect a war. This will be, be a war. It's going to be hard. It's going to be physically demanding. Um, and like you said, I do think there will be a game, maybe two, that Golden State comes out and beats them by 20, 25 points. That's just you know, I just that how it happens. I, and they're capable. They're, yeah, they're, they, they, they just have too years? much – Remember last year, the Indians beat the Cubs by five or six runs in two games, and they still lost a series. So um, I know it's not a great comparison, but um, if you're a Cleveland fan, you know, Oregon State probably has more talent starting rotation-wise. Granted, the Cavs have LeBron James. Uh, There's a matchup problem with – because I don't think you want to put LeBron on him for all 48 – because it tires out LeBron, and you need LeBron to be a score and facilitator to the series. Uh, the Cavaliers' bench might be the best bench the NBA Finals has seen in in a long time. You have a former no, All Star right. in Darren Williams, an All Star in Kyle Korver, um, Derek but, Williams know. has played well. So you have guys that you can go to. Uh, Champert's a veteran. You know, they've got a lot of guys. Um, I'm not going to make a prediction on this series. I know you had already made one uh, yesterday or the day before, but I will say this. If it goes game seven in Golden State still, advantage Cleveland. Because at the end of the day, like you said, you have the best player this generation the past 30 years, maybe 20 years on your side.
0: Yeah, well, no, you're right. And that's you know, and when you can make place. That's the bottom line in in the NBA. You know, you can go back NBA history and, and you remember uh I mean you 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 probably read about it or seen highlights of it of Magic Johnson when he Burr, took yeah. over for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mm-hmm. at center and scored 44 points to win the game and to win the championship for the Lakers. You can go to Michael Jordan's era and what he did in his six championships and how he was able to lead that team, you know, in those six championships in that eight-year span. Uh, before that, you look at what, you know, Isaiah Thomas did for the Pistons. I mean, there's so many NBA about leadership and, and the ability to uh, bring your team to the promised land. And look what LeBron James did with the Heat and now with the Cavs. I mean, seven straight finals. That's unheard of. And Yeah, nobody does era. that anymore. I mean, you got to go nobody back to the 60s. He's in the Celtics to find stuff like this. That's just unheard of.
1: It's in unheard of professional sports,
0: period. I
1: mean. Exactly. You know, maybe you know, the Buffalo point. Bills, four straight Super Bowls can come close. Correct. But straight finals appearances, but with two teams. Right.
0: That's what I mean. That's even one team in the
1: Cavaliers that was LeBron James and a bunch of guys off the street. I mean. Larry Hughes was your second best player in that team in 07. Yeah, I
0: mean. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy as it sounds. I know what you're saying. You know, and that's the thing. Uh, When you get a player of this magnitude, anything can happen. And it's going to give them opportunities to really succeed. Look, it's not going to be easy. No championships easy. I've said that before, and I'll say it again. No championships should be
1: easy.
0: And they never are. Even sweeps aren't easy, they're tough to get by. You know, it's tough to win four in a row at this level against anybody. I don't care what sport you're in. And yeah, I think, I, you know, the Penguins and the for NHL for sure are going to face that. You know, when they go down to Nashville and they, you know, and they have to take on, you know, the Predators, they're going to have – it's going to be a different game down there. And they're going to run into some uh, problems. Could the sweep come? Sure. But it's not going to be easy. You know, I and, you know, you got to look at what the – uh Pittsburgh Penguins have done, and you got to salute them. They're back to back championship possibilities there. And uh, I will state this why I had the chance. You know, my Youngstown Pittsburgh Cleveland Sports Accord is working well. You know, we're trying to win championships and non competing sports. And I have no problem rooting for the Penguins. Wish them well. Going to root for them uh, tomorrow night. And we're going to, obviously, uh, when this is good, done, get ready for the Cavaliers game and uh, hopefully uh, see them have that big parade later this summer in Cleveland again. It should be a lot of fun. But you know what? Uh, I look at this matchup. You know, KD is going to be huge. He's going to, you know, what he can do is going to be interesting. How the, the Cavaliers handle that. Uh, one of the mo- more interesting questions to be answered. How You know, is Trump going to play more minutes? Is, you know... Someone off the bench going to be able to do it as a Kovar who's going to be able to shoot from the threes when he gets the opportunity. It's going to, you know, like Tristan Thompson, as you mentioned, is going to have a huge series uh, underneath uh, both offense and defensive rebounds, and I think he's going to score, and mm-hmm. I think he's going to shoot better from the line than most people think. You know, one of the things I heard during the, uh, during the last half of the season is you notice that his shooting from the three-throw line it's similar to what he's been doing, but it's changed. Yes. And that, and that comes from Kovar. He, he worked with them. He talked to him and he says, look, he goes, you don't have a bad stroke. You need to put a little air underneath the ball and trust it. And he was just kind of giving basic coaching uh, advice as a, a player to player. And I think you're seeing some of that materialize here in the playoffs. And, I honestly do believe the Cavs are in great position. Look, it's not going to be easy. They got four all-stars on their team. You got three all-stars on your team. You got maybe even four or five quality guys coming off the bench on, on for the Cavaliers. It's going to be a great matchup. I'll be shocked if either team wins this in five. I will be absolutely shocked if one team wins this in a sweep or in five games. I just don't see that possible. I definitely see six games as real legitimate and... It would again seven games. It's possible anything's possible, and it, it wouldn't shock me if it goes down to the last second like it did last year in Game Seven. It can happen. Uh, it can happen in reverse where one team has a three three one lead again, and the other team comes back. I don't know. How, obviously, that with the with the Indians this year, we don't want to see yeah. Dill let again this summer. No, but I'm not My sure point, we
1: can deal with my point is, is I think
0: it's going to be a great matchup and we should really enjoy it, and I hope you and I will be able to uh, follow it as we get into the uh, this, uh, this series, as we uh, bring it to our uh, our listeners here on Radio MVP. Also, uh, you know, we mentioned, I mentioned quickly about my sports recorder. Those that don't know it, I last year I uh, made a post about uh, – how, you know, obviously everyone from Cleveland and Pittsburgh never get along sports-wise. And I says, well, this year we can get along because both teams are trying to win championships in non-competing sports, mm-hmm. one in hockey and one in the in the NBA. So why not uh, root for each other here in Youngstown? Because I know a lot of Penguin fans. I mean, I'm not – I never considered myself a Penguin fan, but I never rooted against them. I've always wanted, wished them well. Anytime they made the run to the Stanley Cup finals, I was always – you know rooting for them to win and you know that goes back to the days with mario n- until uh, you know now the days with crosby it's just it's you know you never just a wonderful thing to have a team that close competing for a championship and probably the greatest sports trophy in sports in mm-hmm. the stanley cup in my opinion and maybe the greatest traditions in sports where they do the shaking of the hands, uh, the final skate for both teams after every round of the playoffs, showing respect for each other. They may try to tear off their heads during the game. They may get in a few rumbles on the ice. They may score some goals both ways. But when it's over and said and done, uh, congratulatory handshakes and uh, true uh, kind of uh, competition friendship is expressed. And I love that. I think it's it's just without – Without a question, the greatest moment in uh in the NHL every year, and it's worth watching. It's it's to me that that itself tells you why you need to watch it because it has been on for a hundred years in their sport too, and it's it's just it's an amazing thing.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'm not a big hockey fan. I never have been. Uh, You know, with being from Ohio, there's not much hockey around here. Yeah, we didn't grow up with it. But I tell you what, these playoffs have really drawn me in. I've watched a lot of the playoff games. Uh, Pittsburgh's a fun team to watch. That Ottawa series is really entertaining. Um, Nashville looks very quick. Uh, They have a lot of good players in Rene and Subban. Um, But I just see, I, I I think Pittsburgh's found their mojo and they found the extra gear. And you can really tell, uh, when it matters late in games now, who the more experienced team is. I wouldn't be surprised if early next week, uh, Pittsburgh is celebrating back-to-back. They just, Nashville might get one, but I think this series is over pretty quickly uh, with the way the Penguins are playing. And it's not just Crosby and Malkin. It's Gensel and Collin. And Murray's playing really well right now. Uh, So is Castle and Kunis.
0: Mm -hmm. No, no, you're right. They've all played uh, terrific, and uh, i tell you what. uh, I watched that game the other night, and, you know, they got up early and here came back uh, Nashville, and then in the third period, you see those three goals and three and a half minutes of play, and it just broke the game open, and it was really an amazing thing to watch because you just never know when the opportunity to get a goal and, and the NHL is going to happen. It just develops very quickly. It's one of the fastest games uh, there is, uh, not just because of the athletes, but just the way that puck moves around on the ice and the way these uh, athletes skate the talent they have. It's it's fun to watch. Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and say, I know everything about hockey, where what to look for and who to, who to do this and that. I enjoy just the competition of the sport and, uh, the pageantry of the sport, and it's, it's truly one of the best uh, things you can watch. If you're not familiar with it, turn it on uh, on NBC when it comes on and give yourself a, an open open mind to watch it and enjoy it because it is, it is a special game. And the more you watch it, though, I think the more you'll, you'll appreciate the athletes that are involved and the uh, traditions of the game. It really is a, uh, a very unique thing to uh, watch and it's fun to watch and i think uh, we're very uh, we're very very uh was very helpful or not even helpful very very lucky to be here in northeast ohio where yeah. we got the cavaliers going for the nba and you got the penguins from pittsburgh going for the nhl championships it's just it's you know we're smack in the middle of it we're really lucky to have that scenario because uh, there's parts of this country that ha- does not have any pro sports to really hang their hat on. They ended up going with the, uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL because they're America's team. You know, you live in uh, Oklahoma, well, you don't have a team to root for. So you root for the, ca- you know, for the the Cowboys because they're close. Mm-hmm. You know, and the same thing for years in uh in in the uh in the Mountain West and stuff like that. You know, you rooted for Denver because that was the closest team to them. And, you know, it's just the way it works, you know, in sports, but, uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it now, as we mentioned at the top of the, the, uh, broadcast that we had, uh, we're under a hundred days to the football season and we have on the brain as the, uh, new Northeast eight has been formed. The all American conference has uh, lost seven members and South range has joined them as they, uh, Will form the the northeast state, and it should be a an interesting conference. Actually, I think it's when you look at the schools that are involved, they they did a great job themselves as for competition wise. I mean, you got Gerard, Hubbard, Jefferson, Lakeview, Niles, Poland, and Struthers, and then you add South Range. Um, You know, South Range being the smallest school, you know, Jefferson maybe being the largest school, but none of them I would say outclass the other in competition style or play athletes. And I think that itself will be a huge part of that conference. It doesn't surprise me that the All-American fell apart or in the process of falling apart. Uh, I think anytime you have these huge conferences, and I think this is the problem that you may see down the road in the NCA's is they're going to see fractions and teams saying, maybe we can do something better and more regional, and more, uh, you know, fan-friendly and economically better for everybody uh, in this scenario. And I think that's what's happening here in the in, locally in the high school sports area is all their sports dollars at the high school level, and this is way they can do that and keep the competition where they believe is equal, where all eight teams have an opportunity to win in every sport. And that's why I believe this is, has come about. And it's not a big surprise to me. It happens, unfortunately, all the time now in the last 30 years. Uh, conferences come and go. and But you see the core of the conferences, no matter what their name is, uh, those schools are always there. The Polans, you know, the Hubbards, the Niles, the Struthers. These, these schools seem to always be grouped together. And I don't see that ever really changing in the near future.
1: Yeah, I like this a new conference, conferences don't work out. Sooner or later, somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. somebody's going to want to get get more money. Somebody's going to complain of not even playing field because you're going to have those mega conferences, maybe more open enrollment or parochial schools. Um, A lot of the public schools don't want to play them. Um, I think an interesting there's two major storylines, and obviously one is what's going to happen with Canfield Poland. Uh, that's arguably a top five rivalry right. here in Northeast Ohio. But I think another really intriguing storyline, the you know, first time in six years, I think, Coach Collins is going to play Ken Grisdale basketball. And those are always two games on your calendar you always schedule. Those are going to be exactly. hard-fought games. I know... Probably Coach Collins really looking forward to playing Poland, and vice versa with the Grisdale. Uh, a lot of mutual respect between the two, and they've had a lot of good battles. And I look forward to that continuing uh, this December. Uh, but it, you know, I, I don't know what happened with the with Poland. I just...
0: they're going to find a way to play that game. I can't imagine either either schools giving up that opportunity to have that rivalry that they've had for years. And it's a uh, it's an economic boost for both schools, you know, both in basketball and in football and girls basketball. I can't imagine that they're gonna let that go away. Now, I do believe it's an opportunity for Olin, or excuse me, Canfield Boardman, Austin Town, Warren Harding all to get together and rethink what they want to do in the future and for maybe a conference and maybe and – and this is my hope, and I'm not a procreal uh, – I didn't go to Mooney, I didn't go to Ursula. My hope is that they open their arms to those two schools and bring them back in and give them an opportunity and have a you know a, a nice league that uh, is very competitive, and uh, have a uh, championships that you can really be proud of being part of no matter what sport you're in. And I definitely do believe that competition-wise – if you put Borman and Canfield and Warren Harding, Austin Town, Mooney and Ursuline together, that would be exciting. I think that will draw fans. And uh, that of this conference is not a big surprise. So why not take advantage of the opportunity and form a new conference yourself and bring in both Mooney and Ursuline again? I know the... All the the private versus public debate, which I never buy into personally, but um uh, I hope it happens i don 't know if it will happen. I have no information on it i don't My just hope is that it will I... holding my breath i 'm just suggesting they need they need to have that discussion
1: that would be the logical thing to do. It makes too much sense almost no i don 't understand you know i 'm not keen or privy to the ins and outs of high school scheduling or the work of the high school athletic department. Um but that would be a great conference. Now I talked to a couple people and uh, as much as I want to see it happen also, I can't see it happening. Uh, There are schools out there, like you said, that still buy into the public versus parochial. We won't play them. We don't want to schedule them. Um, And they do not Want to play them in football? That's why they made the pact last week, or the deal last week, that those schools will play in every sport but football. Right. Um, and right now, it's not like Ursula and Mooney are going fifteen you zero know, every year and going to state like they were in the early two thousands. It's not, you know, that's anymore. Canfield can compete with these schools. Hound can compete with these schools. Um, oh, I agree. I totally and, agree. Well, for years, Canfield and Ursula and Canfield and Mooney have really good battles. Um, You know, would it be – I think right now, Canfield, Ursula and Canfield and Mooney or Howland and, you know, Harding would be great. You're out. You would draw a lot of fans because – It will. I've seen it. I've seen it over the years, Anthony. You're right. It
0: draws. Look, natural rivalries are created by boundaries and competition. And, you know, if you happen to go to or know people who were uh, or Urslin and they lived in your same neighborhood and you lived in Borman or if you lived in Austintown, there was a natural rivalry there. Yeah, it was fun. And that's what made it interesting. That's why people packed you know, Spartan Stadium back in the day for Mooney Borman. That's why Austintown got packed when they played, you know, the West Side when they used to play Cheney when it used to have sports. It's because it's a natural rivalry. These things happen, and, and I, I say the same thing. I think these schools got to learn that. And yes, you know things have changed. Open enrollment has changed a lot. Uh, recruiting in, in all sports happens at all oh. levels, and today more than ever before. But they have they can, And then okay. it goes and it goes across board. It doesn't no matter what school you're in; it yeah. happens. And I'm not condoning it or. Saying, "Oh, they, you know, this or that." It's just—it's a reality, and we've seen it on the state level at many schools, and they have done it. You know, not just our area. And I'm not even condemning our area. I'm just saying, you go to Maslin, it's done. It's been done for thirty years. Oh, you know? yeah, and Kansas McKinley too. had had, their, right? And and quite honest with you, you know you're going to find it. It's just part of sports today. And you know, the high school dollar is a big dollar. Let's be honest. The sports well, is huge. Well, and you know, and I think one of the decisions that was made today, you know, that I'm disappointed about as a broadcaster. And I'm also disappointed as a sports fan is that the high school football tournament now is going to have all Friday dates and no Saturday dates. Uh, huge mistake on the, uh, on the OSSAA decision here, I understand why, because they are, they don't want to compete with, the, with college football any longer for primetime Saturday night games. Uh, that's because there's more and more college games in primetime. And, you know, if Oklahoma is facing Texas in primetime or if it's Ohio State facing Penn State, they don't want to go up against that. Yeah, the fans and they're having trouble, I think, uh, you know, getting people to volunteer to be part of it. I don't necessarily agree with this this, with this decision. We'll see if it works. I'll give it an opportunity to work. I know as a broadcaster, I hate it because I used to be able to do a game on Friday and Saturday and cover more schools and give them more opportunity. That's Mm -hmm. not going to be possible now on the radio. You can only do one game at a time and you're going to do a game. You're your game of the week in the playoffs and that's it. You're not going to be able to cover two games a week. You're going to be covering one game a week. Yep. And I think that's a disappointment to a lot of communities because they, uh, when a, a radio station shows up to broadcast their games, uh, during a regular season and in the postseason, and they love to see where a team gets on a, on a roll to a, uh, semifinals or a championship game and they know those who are shut in or those who are working have an opportunity to hear that game and now you're gonna have maybe schools at different sizes either the smallest school or, or the largest school possibly not being covered in our area because there's just not enough all those games on, on a Friday night and that's disappointing I think it's I think it's a really bad decision on the on the Ohio Athletic Association's part. I think it was just really, really short-sightedness and um, just not thinking it through. I understand some of the points they made. I don't buy it. Ron, it was a huge mistake.
1: Let me going back to the whole scheduling thing. When you get your schedule and you – obviously you're excited about every game, but when you see – Mooney versus Boardman or Harding versus Russell. And that's got to get you a little juiced up, does it not? I mean, that's got to get your blood oh, going a little bit more. I, I mean, because every game oh, with that question, at I Boardman agree. or YSU, those stands are packed. And there are sometimes a Mooney-Boardman playoff. YSU, you'd have more for that game you do a YSU game.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and anything's possible. And you're right. Sometimes that has happened where the high school playoff game has outperformed, you know, a youngstown state team. Now I'm not sure that's gonna happen every time they play in the future, you know, up, you know, the same time period. But I I honestly do believe the, a uh, you know a dip in enthusiasm long term because of these all these Friday night games. And I feel bad for the schools they're gonna have to play on a Thursday championship game. That's a quick turnaround. You're gonna lose a day of practice, a day of rest. For those kids that have to play on that Thursday for the championship game, and then you know Friday, and then you're gonna have the team that's gonna have that extra day going into Saturday. So I, I just think it was short sightedness, and it's just a bad decision. Would make decisions. Uh, I don't know what's the right word, but it just seems short sighted. Is the right word? I think in long term, you you yeah you're falling you're falling the money, but not you know. You all say, you know, cut your nose off and just your face type thing. Where we're headed in a lot of ways. And that's disappointing because, like I said, as a broadcaster, I love the idea of doing two games a week and bringing more to the community. And that's not going to be possible this year.
1: Yeah, and, you know, and they really talk about preserving the kids' bodies and a lot now is focused by the OHS day and health of the athletes and making sure they stay healthy and you know they get baseball pitch counts and softball pitch counts and this and that and you're going to ask 14 15 to 17 year old kids play a very demanding sport against up to date the toughest team on your schedule probably in week 14 of the playoffs and then by the way if you win congratulations you got to turn around in less than four days and play the biggest game of your life. Yeah, and it's, it's not like you're playing tough. at 7 p.m. You're playing at 10 a.m. in the morning or 2 You know, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I can understand um, by coaches they want to go keep the Friday schedule consistent. Uh, I understand that. Um, unless now you start having Thursdays, which you can't do because you're yeah. school the next day on Friday. It, you know, I when you have a Thursday game – Right. I mean, there are a few it's Thursday games, here. but
0: you that's because, right, no, I understand that. But I would say you have a few Thursday games, and that's usually because the school's closed on a Friday mm-hmm. schedule. You know, both schools are closed on a Friday for whatever teacher's type conference, and thus they have the game on a, on a Thursday night versus a Friday. That happens, in, you know, in every community, but it's not the end of the world. That's just one week out of the football season. Uh, it's yeah. not, you know, I I think going into a championship game, is disappointing to lose that extra day of rest for fair. these kids. Yeah, it is unfair for both teams, whoever yeah. those teams are. I think it's it's asking a lot of them, and it's disappointing. Hey, Anthony, I know we're running out of time here quickly. Uh, I made my prediction: Cavs and six.
1: Any uh, prediction for you? Um, I won't make a prediction on who wins the series. But I will say this. Whoever wins the Kyrie irving Stephen Curry battle, and I don't just mean points. Whoever, you know, overall body of work, whoever helps their team win more, that team's going to win the series. And we have seen in the past couple of years that if the Cavs become physical with Steph, and, you know, he begins to wear down. If they can beat him up early in the games, late in the games, his shot's off and Irving has had a history in his short NBA career of being a clutch player. It was shown last year. It was shown again this year, where in one game against Boston, fans were like, oh, my God, what's wrong with Kyrie? And the next game he comes out and he scores 28, and the Cavs dominate. So uh, I'm not going to say Cavs or Warriors in in any game amount, but I will say whoever between Irving and Curry – has the better series overall? Uh, their team's going to win. I think LeBron and Durant will even each other out. I just think you know throughout the course of the series, uh, coaching wise though, that could play a big factor. Is Steve Kerr going to come back? He won't be back tonight. Uh, LeBron probably he won't say it, but he has some beef with Mike Brown. So the, you never want to irritate LeBron anymore. And I think with – you know, when he jumps circle tonight, he's going to see Mike Brown across there. And that's an intriguing storyline. Can Mike it Brown – It is. Aims the NBA Finals or will LeBron beat his former coach? That's going to be – you know, it's not a big storyline. It's going to out- affect the series. But, um you know, it will be interesting to see if Kerr does come back. You know, that's – That's what makes it – That's one change of voice the... to another. Dang. So uh, – I think it will probably be the best NBA finals we've seen up to date. Um, if I were to give a pick. Um, yeah, I won't hold you to it. Don't worry. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I don't watch the NBA enough. Hey, that's uh, all right. You know what? You don't have to. Golden State will well, really say this. good. I agree. Cleveland is really good also.
0: I think you're, you're on it on the Kyrie matchup, and it's going to be interesting to see. And uh, last year, we've seen him truly become that all-star player who complements uh, LeBron James in the offense and defense. And if he pros, if he comes out and plays the way he has in the playoffs, where he can drive to the hoop and also hit his J like he has in the past, it's going to be tough to defend. Uh, is he the score that, that Steph is? No, No. He's a different type of player. But he might be for I think he's a more leader. complete player of the two because he can play defense and when he wants to. And more than anything, off the dribble, he's, he's the, the best players, not in just this matchup, but in the NBA, off the dribble. He can stop on a dime, pull up. He can move by you, switch hands. It's going to be a really interesting matchup. I agree with you on that. And I think it's going to play a big part of this game. I think Kovar is going to be huge. If he shoots the ball out, I also think Jr. is going to be huge. Jr. Smith has to come out defensively and compliment on offense. I know he's been injured most of the year now, but defensively he has to have that effort because if we get that effort from him, then you're going to see more turnovers and easier easier opportunity for points, and I think that's going to be key for the Cavs as they, uh, they go forward. Anthony, thanks again for your time. To close this out, episode number six here of Radio MVP Pod. As uh, you can catch uh, me on Facebook at Tim Continenza and on Twitter at at Tim Continenza. And also, we have a Twitter account for the webcast, I should say, and that is uh, at Radio MVP Pod. So, you want to follow that, we'll give updates through that too. And real quickly, Anthony, I know we're talking about it. We have our website, RadioMVP.com, and our Facebook page. Please go uh, there and like it and leave some comments. uh, Rate us. I want it all good and bad because that's how we're going to make this uh, better for everybody. And I really do appreciate all those who download and continue to do it. You can find us on Facebook at RadioMVP. Just search for it. You'll get it. Follow Anthony, follow myself on Facebook, and you'll be able to find us.
1: Yeah, and just a uh, quick last-minute shout-out to the champion baseball team of Manchin the state finals today. Uh, they play Highland on Saturday morning, I believe. So yeah, uh, congratulations to them. Um, Terrific. And let's keep the tradition of winning uh, championships in Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania alive. Uh, it's a great time for sports right now. Uh, the Indians are starting to catch fire, hopefully. Uh, and the Cavs and Penguins are going for repeats, um, and I, like you say as a Cleveland fan, that that has never come around very often, and it it's it, special, man. It, it and it's, might it's not special. for a while. So hopefully, uh, the Cavs, it's spe- uh, for the Cavs fans, can bring one home uh, this series, and maybe the Indians can bring one home in November. That's
0: what we hope. Hey, Anthony, again, thanks for your time. Everybody, check us out on the internet. RadioMVP.com is where you'll find this podcast and also uh, check us out on Facebook Radio MVP pod uh, take a look and find us there because we uh, really would like your uh, comments and your input as we grow this uh, this opportunity for us to talk sports with you each and every time we podcast Anthony again thank you for a great time thank we'll you. talk to you soon I'm Tim that's Anthony you've been listening to Radio MVP podcast